0: The debate last night, did you watch what's going on with the Republican Party? And the founder of Home Depot, thanks to Susie for sending this my way, just put out an op-ed saying Donald Trump is going to be the, nine, not the nominee and it is time for everyone to just suck it up and get behind him. Welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We have talked a lot about college campuses and all the craziness that is happening on college campuses where you have all these pro-Hamas groups out there protesting places like Harvard and other places. And these are the very same schools that for years talked about trigger warnings and canceled speakers. And you couldn't have debates on things because snowflakes might be upset. Words can hurt. And now they're screaming, arguing that their free speech rights are being trampled on because colleges and donors are saying no to their pro-Hamas leanings. Here to talk about all of it with us is Dave Huber. Dave is the associate editor of. Of the College Fix, one of my favorite websites. He's also a big uh, part of the Zioli Army. So, hello, Dave. How are you, buddy?
2: Hey, Rich, my favorite voice in all talk radio. Uh, to be here. you're for too kind.
0: Me. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, what's? Give me the latest on the world of crazy in college right now. <laughs>
2: Man, I tell you what, I mean, it, 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 the last, like, couple of weeks, I literally, like, have to, like, force myself to get away from the uh, laptop, you know, checking out the news on campus, because you're literally going to go out of your mind. And I know we're both, like, big pop culture movie mavens, too. You know, I just always remember that, that Charlie Sheen quote in Platoon. He was like somebody once said, the uh, hell is the absence of reason, you know? And that's, yeah. I mean, when you're go- going through these articles and student newspapers and the news, it just... It literally can almost drive you out of your mind. Um, Some of the latest stuff uh, over at Rutgers. uh, Students for Justice in Palestine, they're they're accusing uh, university officials of racism and repression because they erased some pro-Palestinian chalk messages on sidewalks uh, late last month, according to their student paper. Wait, they they erased
0: chalk and they're saying that that is oppression? Yeah, repression oppression yes cuz uh, apparently they well, they see they they
2: say they violated uh, the university's own policy but what they also ignored, according to the university that is they said that uh the the to the students for justice in Palestine they also have like a hastily assembled like art build at the same time they were having a student walkout but they, so they inadvertently violated the university policy for this art build because they're not allowed to have anything within, like, a couple feet of, like, any foliage. Um, so, yeah, they ignored that part. But then the fact that they, you know, they were supposed to allow chalkings to have, like, five days being on a sidewalk, and they, they didn't allow the five days. So that somehow equals repression.
0: Um, it's, it's insane. My my, <laughs> my kids play with sidewalk chalk all the time. I I, I mean, this is college kids riding in sidewalk chalk. Uh, okay, but all right, but go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, i was going to say, I mean, did, did, did uh, Patrick or, and your kids on India, did, uh, did they ever accuse you of repression for like, if you went out there and like, you know, you know hosed it off after a couple <laughs> days or something? I'm just curious. All, that... all the
0: time. All, every time. Each and yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is the American University saying similar thing. They had a walkout over there, too. They were, uh, you know, they want some of the uh, student activists down in America in there. They want. They want uh, professors to uh, start connecting their coursework uh, to, to the Gaza Strip uh, situation. Um, yeah, there's also a professor. They so said we have one professor who happens also be uh, a faculty advisor to the, the the school's anti-racist research and policy center. She said that university officials should show outward support for Arab Muslim and specifically Palestinian students uh, because because. Uh Let's see, because of the reported 8,000 Palestinian civilian deaths since the beginning of the current Israel-Hamas war, which is in quotes, of course. I like how they call it the the current war. Right. You know, uh, just they happen to forget, like, how this whole thing was instigated in the first place.
0: Right, the attack by Hamas on October 7th, for example.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, and then they have the Students for Change. Uh, They have the new group Students for Change on there. They, They said they're... On post posted on their Instagram page. They're working, they're, they're hard at work against the harmful power dynamics right now on Americans' campus. Um, so they, and they want everybody to know that it's, the situation over there now is not currently a war-rich, it's not symmetrical, it's, but it's a Palestinian genocide right now.
0: Hmm. So, Palestinian I mean, genocide. Uh, well, let me play this clip for you, uh, Dave, while I have you here. This is, these are pro-Palestinian protesters trying to disrupt the hearing on free speech on college campuses. So they're having this hearing in Congress. Chairman Jim Jordan gets interrupted during the House Judiciary Committee hearing. This is an actual hearing. is the irony here, right? Hearing on free speech on college campuses. Cut number 10.
3: Uh, Mr. Ogrosjeck, and then we'll move right down the line. So you, you're recognized for five minutes. Thank you, Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Nadler, and members of the committee. The committee will be in order. The committee will be in order. Uh, we appreciate people being here, but uh, the committee has to be in order. If you, we
4: will, we will,
3: we will remove every single person who disrupts the committee.
4: and Israeli
2: apartheid,
4: which has <laughs> existed longer than what has happened on October 7, this has existed longer than that, and the siege on Gaza
0: now you know dave I, I keep thanks matt i keep thinking i, I keep thinking about this i mean the, these are the people that they, they they scream and they shatter the people down and then they get angry when somebody uh shuts them up but th- this is what they've been doing at conservative speakers on college campuses for years
2: oh yeah well yeah i mean just yeah i remember it was a couple days ago you brought up uh that pro- professor gad Shad at concordia yep. university yeah, I mean, there's, there's a situation at that university where there, you know, there was a, a, ta- a table uh, hosted by a group uh, honoring the uh, Israeli hostages, and it was attacked. And, you know, Sad says, you know, he, he says, look, I've never tried to criticize university out of respect. I said, but recall, like. This past summer, they, they, the university issued a press release disassociating itself because he was making a joke about, like, the accent people in Quebec have. He like, yes, Jewish students and professors feel utterly unsafe, and yet accent jokes are terrible. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, they, they cancel comedians on college campuses for a long time. I mean, Dave, Dave Huber is the associate editor of the college fix. How many times have we talked about that where comedians have said either they won't play in college campuses or the campus says, we don't want you on our campus because we think your jokes might trigger people and offend people. And now all these snowflakes who are out there, these pro Palestinian pro Hamas snowflakes are screaming that their free speech rights are being shut down. I have to say to these people I'm sorry, but find somebody else to complain to. Colleges for years have been the bastions of censorship. They have not been free and open. I'm sure you heard the interview I had the other day with Alan Dershowitz, where he said it'd be Mm -hmm. one thing if colleges said everybody's allowed to say whatever they want and every group's allowed to speak out, whether we agree or not, whether these are hate groups or not, but that's not what they've been doing. And now suddenly these these pro Hamas anti-Israel groups on college campuses come out and speak out and the colleges say, we don't want this. And then they're screaming about censorship. I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for you.
2: Well, precisely. But yet, uh, as you well know, and I can't recall if Professor always brought that up, but it, it all stems from the whole mindset of this like decolonization, you know, the oppression matrix, you know, you always have to like frame your arguments in terms of who's the most oppressed. And you can never figure out, like, who's higher on the hierarchy. Uh, you know, are we allowed to call these people oppressed? I mean, never mind that, you know, the Jewish people historically are one of the most oppressed peoples, you know, for, like, thousands of years. You know, never mind that. But, you know, that's, that for some reason, that never seems to, like, come into play. Why is that? I don't get it. I just, I can't figure it out. But, um, you know, this whole, you know, based on, you know, decolonization, um, we have to, uh, you know, but, you know, go back to like, you know, the you your land acknowledgments for, you know, all the past crimes are going back to who knows when, you know, um, that's, I mean, that's uh, sadly, I mean, this is, you know, the mindset that we're dealing with, you know, right now. I mean, you, you can see numerous videos on social media too, where you see like students that have been like, you know, taking down these posters or like you, the hostages, Israeli hostages over in the area. And, you know, they have, you know, they don't don't, you know, they'll bring up. They have no clue why they're doing this. Well, I just saw, you know, because Israel has always been complicit. They're complicit in the genocide. Right. And you try to, like, ask them about, you know, facts of history. And, uh, uh, it's you know, you need, like, you know, what we need is Alec Baldwin to show up to some of these kids, you know, from Glen Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> he says, you call yourself educated, you son of a bitch? I, I mean, come on.
0: Uh, you know, Greg Lukianoff, who is uh, the guy behind FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights uh, and Expression, he has a new book that just came out, and it talks about how American colleges gave birth to cancel culture. And it's, it shows how universities first embraced a system of social punishment that now pervades our everyday lives. And, I mean, you talk about this at The College Fix all the time, but in, in the book, The Canceling of the American Mind, Dave, they talk about how institutions in the 21st century literally they the notion of cancel culture started there started there and then began infiltrating nearly every aspect of american life which is why it's no surprise to me when you think about how college kids today believe in speech codes they believe in 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 punishing people for their speech colleges are not bastions of freedom of speech quite the opposite they are they are the epicenters of cancel culture and have been for a long time
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's, you're right. I mean, you know, Rich, I mean, you, you were talking about sports earlier too. I mean, that's that's one of the things, one of the most aggravating things to me that's that seeped in. is like everything, you know, coming out of the college campuses, everything now is political. Everything. I mean, it just seeps into every aspect of our daily existence. You know, I'm a big sports buff and pop culture buff. And then when you see like, you know, just, You know, know, the the sports teams have to take a stand on this. This person speaks up against that. I mean, you've seen what happened to, like, Aaron Rodgers because he was, like, he had allegedly anti-vax, and, you know, he's getting heat from all over and all the pressure that comes on that. And it just, like I said, you literally, if you don't take a step away and just, you know, appreciate reality and real life, you know, your family, your kids, going outside, not taking your phone with you, going for a walk. I mean, you could literally lose your mind trying to make sense of it all.
0: Yeah, well said. Well said. Well, listen, buddy. Keep up the great work at the College Fix, Dave Huber. You are a great friend of the show, and uh, follow you on Twitter at Colossus Rodney, uh, and f- check out the College Fix website as well. They do great work over there. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you, Rich.
1: The Rich C O Show on Talk Radio 1210
0: WPHD. Play this clip for you, actually, since we're discussing all of these things. Um, there were uh, so Gal Gadot who plays Wonder Woman. And she's a she's a great actress. She's a great she's a great actress in the Wonder Woman movies. And she's probably the best thing to come out of the uh, the new DC universe. She's is Israeli, and she had a screening of a film on Hamas. And the film is called Bearing Witness. It's a forty three minute film that she created, featuring extremely graphic and violent footage documenting the atrocities committed by Hamas on October seventh. And some of it included footage shot by members of Hamas. So she puts this movie together and fights erupted outside. Talk about irony, right? The Museum of Tolerance after the screening of this film. Cut number nine.
5: Breaking news. This is video just in from Air 7 HD as violence erupts just across the street from L.A.'s Museum of Tolerance. The museum tonight hosting a screening of the film Bearing Witness, which contains extremely graphic and violent footage of the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel. Tonight's violence broke out at the corner of Pico and Roxbury. Air 7 HD overhead as two groups of people clashed, and a number of people appeared to have been pepper sprayed during this confrontation. Police quickly moving in, taking some people into custody, and then forming a skirmish line as they tell people to leave the area and go home a few moments ago mayor karen bass tweeting about the violence saying quote we cannot allow current worldwide tension to devolve into this unacceptable violence on our city this is a time of immense pain and distress for thousands of Angelinos. we must stand together
0: <laughs> we must stand together and and who do you think the ones that were the agitators were in that hmm? was it the israeli side or the palestinian side Just guess. Uh, Let me play this for you, too. This is another clip I wanted to share with you. This is. um, I talked about this earlier in the week, the Supreme Court case, a very, very important point uh, regarding due process rights. So in this country right now, we have this ongoing battle. Uh, It's us versus our government and the weaponization of government. And the question becomes what this landmark Supreme Court case that happened the other day. Somebody makes an accusation against you. Let's say they say, for example, you are a they uh, say a woman accuses you of beating her up. All right Now you've been accused of being a, dom- a domestic violence and goes to the police and then they put a protective order against you. Should you lose your Second Amendment rights? Now, my argument is no, because you've not been found guilty of something. When I had Professor Dershowitz on the show earlier this week, and don't forget that interview, he, he attacked Barack Obama big time and called him a villain in all this, everything in the Middle East, which was picked up by the Daily Caller and made national news. So thank you to them for that. And he pointed out the fact that a lot of times in these domestic cases, people make stuff up. They, they, you know, the, These are ugly matters. Divorce is ugly. separations, ugly. And breakups are ugly. And hell hath no fury and all that. So people say things sometimes that aren't true. And the question is, does the government have a right to deprive you of your liberty because your liberty to protect yourself and your family with the Second Amendment, does the government have the ability to deprive you of your liberty without really due process? And what is due process? And is simply just somebody making an accusation against you enough. Well, you know, I love Justice Neil Gorsuch, and I think he's one of the best justices on the Supreme Court when it comes to liberty. Justice Amy Coney Barrett and Justice Neil Gorsuch, both Trump appointees, both doing an outstanding job, they questioned Matthew Wright, who is the assistant federal public defender attorney for Zachary Rahimi. And a possible way the Supreme Court could resolve Rahimi's case was first floated by Justice Neil Gorsuch, was to try to shrink the question the court decides in this case. As Justice Gorsuch noted, The Fifth Circuit held that the federal law disarming domestic abusers is unconstitutional on its face. That's a legal term that means that there is no set of circumstances where the law could be considered valid. But even if there may be edge cases where the laws apply to someone who is only marginally dangerous or who may have received less due process than this guy Rahimi did, Gorsuch appeared to agree that Rahimi who is the unusually dangerous individual before the court should not have a gun. So the question then becomes is how do you square that? How do you square that due process question? Cut 20
3: Been in the state prosecution. I'm sorry. It would have been in the state prosecution, potentially in the state protective order proceeding. And you could have had a due process argument and raised it there.
4: Uh, You're right. Justice gorgeous. And that gets to a really important point here because Congress has made this sort of a per se automatic disarmament, um, and it has tied it to the issuance of a protective order, there is no due process uh, required before a court enters an order enjoining me from committing physical abuse against someone else. That is not a protected right. So what we have is a proceeding that's designed to adjudicate small rights or no rights at all, and then based on the results of that proceeding, and even the findings that are entered in that proceeding, we take very consequential actions that go against an individual's Fundamental right to keep arms of citizenship. So I do not believe, at least I'm not aware of any due process that would apply with respect to the part of the order that 922 G8 cares about. The one that says you cannot abuse that person. Uh, and, and so, in that sense, there's no due process claim we could raise. So that's so that's the thing. The Congress has taken a big right, the Second Amendment, you're, and has.
3: You're not saying that before a protective order is entered, there's no due process rights that an individual has, are you? I mean, is that the position you really want to take? For a G8 order, so an order that forbids further I'm Talking abuse? about in state court. Right, right. you're so, saying there's no the due process clause is silent before a protective order can be entered against an individual.
4: To the extent that the only remedy granted by that order is forbidding abuse, forbidding physical abuse, I don't think that you have any right to due process before that is entered because you have no right to abuse anyone. It's just not. Um, The incentives. You have no right to murder
3: someone, but we give you a trial. Uh, right. Right? So, so. And so there's always process before a right or a life, liberty, or property is taken from you of some kind. It, what measure of due process depends upon facts, circumstances. I'm, I'm, but we're not, I'm not talking about that. But I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say that the Fifth and the Fourteenth Amendments due process clauses don't apply to an individual who is being subject to a protective order.
4: I think depending on what the protective order required. So those those probably do kick in. In the same way that if this were a a true disarmament proceeding, so this court I don't think has announced the criteria that would be required in something like a red flag uh, law, but something like that. So everyone's attention is focused on the loss of firearm rights. Um, There would be certain requirements, and, and we could argue about it. I would submit it would probably need to be clear and convincing evidence, but it would certainly need to be fundamentally fair because this is a fundamental right. That's not what any state does for a civil protective order. There's typically no incentive and often no real opportunity to contest the issuance of the order. And in many cases, people are happy to consent to the orders because they don't want to be around the person but anymore. Council, I just want to clarify,
0: you're right you don't have, you know, the right to commit violence against anyone, but this protective order says a whole lot more than that. I mean, he's prohibited from communicating with his family, with going within 200
4: yards of her residence. So I think that paints a little bit of a different picture in the due process right that might apply. I agree, Your Honor, that the Due Process Clause would impose limits against involuntary termination of access to one's children, for, for instance. So I don't mean to suggest, and, and Justice Gorsuch, if that's what I implied, I didn't mean to. I don't mean to suggest that the Due Process Clause doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens in one of these proceedings.
0: It, it, is, it is a question, though, of how the due process clause is is utilized and the extent of it and then for how long. And I think that that's the problem with this case is that uh, what is due process in these matters? Is it just simply somebody making an accusation and then a judge is turning around and saying it? And do you have the right to have a trial before that? Or is just simply somebody making the accusation and a judge signing off on it? Does that count as due process? In my opinion, it does not. Because before your liberty is taken away, you have the right to present a defense. And I think that that is what Justice Gorsuch is getting at in that comment. So we'll see how the court rules on that. Obviously, it's a it's a very, very big case. The question of somebody has a domestic violence protection order against them. Can they still have their guns? 855-839-1210 Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli. December 15th, mark your calendar. That's our next time at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. If you want to make lifetime memories, you should visit my happy place, the beautiful Oceanfront Grand Hotel in Cape May, New Jersey. Cape May is fabulous in the fall. It's perfect weather for strolling the beautiful white beaches and taking in the crisp ocean breezes or shopping at one of Cape May's boutique stores. And when you use my name, Zioli, you will save 15% off your midweek stays. That's right, 15% off. And this is valid from now till the end of the year. And if you want to get away this Thanksgiving, let, let's say you don't want to host, right? You can book your stay and book for your family at the Grand Hotel for their Ocean Holiday Celebration. The Grand Hotel is offering Thanksgiving packages and Chef David Mills is going to be preparing a Thanksgiving buffet that's going to make you never want to cook again. You'll enjoy a Thanksgiving fit for royalty in the Grand's Fifth Floor Ballroom. That's where we do our live shows on the Fifth Floor, Uh, and also where they host all the weddings, too. Traditional Thanksgiving dishes, amazing, beautiful, handcrafted dishes. You will love the food, and you'll love the stay, and it's a great time to get away with the family. So just use my name, Zeoli when you book, and always book direct with them for the best rates by calling 800-257-8550, 800-257-8550, or visit grandhotelcatemay.com and check out their midweek packages. Use my name, Zioli, and I'll see you December 15th for our next and final live show of the year, grandhotelcatemay.com.
1: The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the Free Odyssey app.
0: All right, so got a couple things to get to you with the, before the show's over today in our fourth and final hour. First of all, uh, Tucker Carlson just put out a new episode. He sits down with Douglas Mackey. Douglas Mackey is the guy who is uh, Ricky Vaughn on Twitter. He's the one that that came out and put out that meme about voting for Hillary Clinton by texting. I started the show today by asking a question, well, Johnny Cook really asked it on Twitter, which is we had this guy in the fourth legislative district of New Jersey, South Jersey, Gloucester County and 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 parts therein, Atlantic and others. Uh this Giuseppe Costanzo, Fugese candidate, who got eight hundred and ninety votes, and the Democrat won by sixty-three votes, roughly, you know, sixty votes. <laughs> And this phantom Fugazi candidate, this fake conservative candidate, took 890 votes away from the Republican. What happens in that case? Douglas Mackey is going to jail for 60 days for making a meme on the Internet that told Hillary Clinton voters to text their vote. He's going to prison for 60 days for that. What happens to what happens to the people behind Giuseppe Costanzo, a Fugazi candidate who diverted votes away from the Republican? The answer is nothing, nothing, because the government is we live in a police state and the government prosecutes the people that it wants to it for political reasons. And they, they wanted to get this guy, Ricky Vaughn, because he was a troll. He's a pain in the neck to them. He was a pro Trump MAGA troll and they wanted to put him in jail. So that's what they did. And that's what they did. And and he's going to jail for 60 days for making a, a, a satirical meme. It's, it's, this country is so far gone, it's unbelievable uh let me play this for you now this is a clip here i i her voice kills me but hillary clinton coming out and suggesting that trump is hitler again we have not heard this in quite some time but here we go uh you know I, let me hold off on that for a second here actually i, I can't it's too long of i can't deal with her it voice. is it's a long time. yeah just know that and a half yeah just know that she said that, that trump is Hitler. let me just skip to that part it's at the very end. all right just do that part yeah <laughs>
4: And then they would try to do away with elections and do away with opposition and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was
0: duly elected. That's right. Right. That's right. That's right. The the sheep. Um, Hitler uh, assumed all power as uh, the the uh, the Fuhrer in a deal with the president of Germany at the time. I, mean, I, don't, I don't need to get into all of it with you. It's just a stupid analogy. Anyway, uh, it's, I, it's not even worth my time to break this down. Just know that Trump's Hitler. Again, we're back to Trump being <laughs> Hitler. That's... that's- Right. That's yeah, all you got to know. Uh,
3: the, the gist of it is that Trump's Hitler and that if he's
4: elected in 2024, the country is over.
0: The country's over. That's that's all you got to get. I don't need to get into the Weimar Republic and then Trump and then the chancellor, of Germany, and then the president. I don't need to. Uh, Hitler. I don't need to. How Hitler became. I don't need to. Uh, that's not hyperbole either. That's our exact statement. That yeah. If he wins, the country is over. The country's over. Yeah. The country. The, literally, the country's over. Uh But Biden lives in a fantasy world where he's winning in battleground states, despite what the polls suggest. But he's now demanding. He's open. He's open to doing something on the border. He's open to it. Open to doing something on the United States border to to fix it, to deal with it. But he demands that Congress do the following. Cut 15.
7: I think that uh, we ought to be able to combine Ukraine and Israel. We ought to be able. And I'm open to discussions on the border. Uh, I've already made some proposals. So there's no need for any of this.
0: So he's open to discussions on the border, border, but we must have funding for Ukraine and Israel and Gaza in one deal. That's what we must do. It's ridiculous. Uh, last night in the debate, R- Governor Ron DeSantis brought up a couple things regarding the border and drug cartels and also college campuses. Here is the Florida governor talking about what the Department of Justice should do on college campuses. Kind of ties in with what we talked to our buddy Dave Huber about earlier in the show. Cut three.
5: I was the first presidential candidate to say, if you are here on a student visa as a foreign national, you're making common cause with Hamas. I'm canceling your visa and I'm sending you home. No questions asked. <laughs> Second, I have friends here in Florida who... Their kids do not feel safe even going to university campus at all outside of the state of Florida. You have Jewish students fleeing for their lives at Cooper Union. Joe Biden should have the Department of Justice on these college campuses and holding the universities accountable for civil rights violations. When You have, you should not have money going to these places. I already acted in Florida. We had a group of students for justice of Palestine. They said they are common cause with Hamas. They said we're not just in solidarity. This is what we are. We deactivated them. We're not going to use tax dollars to fund jihad. No way. And what is Biden doing? Not only is he not helping the Jewish students who are being persecuted, he is launching an initiative to combat so-called Islamophobia. No, it's the anti-Semitism that's spiraling out of control. That is what we have to confront. And as president, I can tell you this. We are not going to stand for this on college campuses any longer.
0: Uh, the, the Florida governor also talked about drug cartels and what he wants to do with that. If he's president of the United States last night, he talked about that on the stage cut four.
5: well, first I uh, was speaking to a dad who uh, lost a son to uh, fentanyl overdose son wasn't a drug addict, he had taken some pill that happened to be laced with fentanyl and it was a fatal overdose. And when he told me, obviously the pain of losing a child is as bad as it gets, but he said what was salt in the wounds is that these elites in DC don't give a damn about what's going on in this country. They don't care that we have tens of thousands of opioid deaths that the fentanyl's pouring in. They are not taking the type of action we need to. We're declaring it a national emergency on day one. I'm sending US military to the border. I'm going to stop the invasion cold. I am going to deport people who came illegally. And I'm even going to build the border wall and have Mexico pay for it like Donald Trump promised. How are you going to do it? Yeah, Mexico's not going to fork over money. We're going to impose fees on the remittances that foreign workers send to foreign countries. We'll raise billions of dollars. I'll build the wall. But we are going to designate the cartels to be foreign terrorist organizations or something similar to that. And we're going to authorize the use of deadly force. We're going to have maritime operations to interdict precursor chemicals going into mexico but i'll tell you this if someone in the drug cartels is sneaking fencing all across the border when i'm president that's going to be the last thing they do we're going to shoot them stone cold dead
0: former president uh, donald trump was on with uh, clay travis and buck sexton today on the clay and buck show and he talked about who he would consider picking as his running mate cut number five
6: would you consider tucker carlson on your vp list oh, wow. i want to give
0: i want to give you a
3: hypothetical here
6: you're a big sports fan you know like Nick Saban's going to retire at some point.
2: And if you talk to the athletic director at Alabama, he would say he has a list. So would Tucker Carlson be on your list of potential VPs? And how many names might be on that list as you sit and look and survey the political field?
7: Well, first of all, you know, I did my first, uh, you could call it counter-programming, but I, I won't call it that. But uh, Tucker wanted to do an interview during the first debate. And I think, you know, because this is what your business is, we broke every record
0: monster in
7: history. Yeah. I think it just hit over 300 million people. But it was for that evening over 207 million. It then got to 275 within a day or two. And the biggest ever was Oprah's interview with Michael Jackson, which was 125 million. So we almost doubled it. Now, who would have thought that was going to happen? The debate, the last debate they had, had the lowest audience in the history of presidential debates. I don't know if you know it. And I think the one tonight is not – it's on tonight, and I don't even talk about it. Would you
0: consider Tucker, though, that they based on the – I like
7: Tucker a lot. I guess I would. I think I'd say I would because he's got great common sense. You know, when they say that you guys are conservative or I'm conservative, it's not that we're conservative. We have common sense.
0: Uh, there, there you go. Um, I, I, don't know if it's the best running mate for him in terms of winning, but I do think Tucker Carlson is fantastic. And I think his new video, I can't wait to watch it. They just put out with Ricky Vaughn is, is pretty amazing. All right. A lot more to talk about as the show goes on our fourth and final hour on talk radio 1210 WPHD. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is the most incompetent member of this administration. And that's saying a lot. And why is little Pete Buttigieg in Ukraine? What's going on with that? Don't go away.
1: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
0: So the manhunt is continuing in New Jersey. Second day now. Uh, the pictures of the FBI tanks, heavily armed vehicles, all looking for a man who was at the Capitol on January 6th. He's a veteran named Gregory Yetman, who fled Wednesday morning when authorities were attempting to execute a federal warrant. Uh, he was enlisted in the National Guard during his alleged activities on January 6, 2021. I don't know what those activities were. He, he had said that he had met with the FBI at one point and said it was all good. But the FBI has announced a $10,000 reward for information leading to his capture. He was a military police officer in the New Jersey Army National Guard from September 2008 to March of 2022. He deployed to Afghanistan from September 2012 to March of 2013. And uh, Gitmo, from June 2015 to March 2016, he held the rank of sergeant at the end of his service in 2022. I don't know what they are looking, I don't know what he did here but on January 6th, but heavily armed SWAT teams, armored trucks, and police canines are all in the neighborhood in the woods looking for this guy. The local public schools are closed for the remainder of the week due to the New Jersey Education Association's. Teacher convention, but private schools in the area were among those asked to shelter in place on Wednesday. <coughs> they said, uh, Jamesburg police and the FBI are attempting to locate a wanted suspect in the area of Main Street in Helmeta. And anyone who has information is asked to call the FBI's Newark field office. So they are hunting this man down with tanks and ATVs and dogs and helicopters. And I, I don't know what he did, but. Are you sure this isn't the Rambo reboot? Uh, it certainly sounds like it to me, does it not? Yeah. But he, he so far, he hasn't been accused of trying to hurt anybody. Um, but it, that's the first thing that I thought of, too. It was like first blood. That was exactly what came to my mind. But that was just a dopey sheriff, though. This is the whole FBI. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Brian Dennehy's character in that was great. But same time, there's no match for John Rambo. Yeah, just saying. This is the entire Federal Bureau of Investigation out there looking for this guy. I don't know what he did, but he probably kicked a window or something really, really bad, I would imagine. My goodness. Looking at these pictures here on nj.com of this manhunt. You I don't think they use as many people to try to get Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> or Buffalo Bill. <laughs> this is crazy. These are some big toys. The, the 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 Feds love their toys. They really do. They got They got all the gear on the tactical gear, the helmets. They got the big guns, the big long guns, the side guns. It really, it does look like a movie. It really does. Look at these pictures. Wow. And for what? I don't know. He he probably broke a window. (laughs) Windows are expensive. That glass in the the capital, capital, windows are not easily replaced. That's true. You got to get a special order. Get a guy in there. You got to, you got to measure. So you better get the FBI out there in the woods with ATVs and tanks. (laughs) He might have also used the restroom. Maybe he didn't flush (laughs) on January 6th, the high holy day of the left. Might have left his seat up. The not flushing is pretty gross. Then I uh, that's maybe understandable. That's I mean that's if that's not worth the FBI hunting you down in the woods with tanks and ATVs and helicopters and dogs <laughs> and long guns, I don't know what is. <laughs> I feel like half our office would be uh yeah. be be hounded right now. He also may have taken a selfie in the Capitol and um not had it on portrait mode, which is also outrageous. In my in my opinion. Doesn't turn out that great. Doesn't turn out that great. Exactly right. People need to learn. So you put all that together, and yeah, you get the tanks out there after this guy. Hell yeah, you do. He's probably peeing in the woods right now and not putting the seat down. (laughs) Making it worse for himself.
2: How long has he been on, I guess, the run? A
0: day, I guess?
3: A day, like, they just decided now, like, gotta get this guy
0: yeah when when was january 6 2021 how long ago is this (laughs) over two years ago if this guy was so dangerous to america why are we hunting him down with with tanks and and long guns and helicopters and dogs now is my question yeah heavily armed swat teams armored trucks and police canines (laughs) It, it was it was almost three freaking years ago if it was so bad what what why why has he been free this entire and what what part of this did i miss where this justifies this kind of response. Like what happened on January 6th the, the the missing footage or what what changed in between? A great question. I think he ate a Snickers and threw the wrapper on the floor of the Senate. And that just came out in the in the secret J6 footage. This yeah, that is concerning.
3: That's a good point, Henry. If he truly is a danger and this is justified,
0: Two and a half years later. Yeah, two and a half years later. Really dropped the ball. This guy's so dangerous, and he met with them. He had had a meeting with the FBI at one point, and he's so dangerous that they've got tanks and helicopters, canines, and everything else. I'm thinking to myself, okay, what what am I missing from the footage of that day that he did? Like, did he kill somebody? Did he? Did he do? What, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, did Did he try to kill Pelosi with a with with a garlic or <laughs> <laughs> steak through the heart steak through the heart what am i missing here <laughs> i just it's just crazy i <coughs> but it looks like a lot of fun if you're an fbi agent oh totally yeah i mean this is the stuff you, you you're, you're
2: you know. piling around with all the heavy machinery it's like i never get to use this stuff and we get out of the
3: office for yeah, the day. just
0: hey. using it on some guy all right it, you got to dust off the ATVs and the tanks and everything else. Yeah,
3: they're like, let's make a day of it. Let's make a weekend of it.
0: it. Have a trip. It's like a video. It looks like a video game. He fled. He fled when the FBI, they, they came to serve him a warrant. He fled. I mean, he probably went to Chick-fil-A and I was like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> they got tanks for him looking for me. <laughs> Gregory Yetman. Wow. It's the middle borough of Middlesex County. The FBI, the police, the state police, everybody's out there now. Looking for him, heavily armed SWAT teams, armored trucks, and police canines. I don't think we've had this kind of. A, I don't think we had this kind of a manhunt for the guy that escaped from the prison in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Cavalcanti. Cavalcanti. I don't even think they had the heavily armed tanks for him. No, they're just sweet. He didn't get fields. tanks. No, Cavalcanti didn't get tanks. And he was literally a murderer. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Two-time murderer. This <laughs> guy <laughs> kicked uh, kicked in a window. Maybe I don't know. I even said that. You know what he did? When he went to take a leak in the Capitol bathroom, he put the toilet paper roll on the wrong way. You know, you ever do that? It bothers me a lot. You know? Yeah, it's got to be on top. It's, it's got to be in the front of in the front, roll, yeah. not in the back of the roll. Yeah, Can't stress not, that enough. Yeah, it's rubbing against the wall. That's weird. And that's just weird. It's just inappropriate, in my opinion. So. All right. Well, I will we'll follow that. This seems to be, once again, the federal government doing what the federal government does here and trying to show an excessive amount of force and make a point. But uh, I don't really I, I'd love I'd love to know what he did, what what they're accusing him of doing on the high holy day of January 6th. That's so dangerous. Two and a half years later, they got to send in tanks and, and and dogs and SWAT teams. So. Because the whole time, if I were a resident of Helmetta Township, the whole time I'd be asking is, I mean, this dude's been living here for two and a half years, and he's this dangerous, and you never even gave us a heads up about it? He might have kicked in our windows. He might have not flushed our toilets. (laughs) He might have taken selfies in our lobbies of our homes and businesses. Not on portrait mode. Correct. Just saying. He might have kicked over bike racks. The kids have bike racks in Helmetta Township. He might have kicked over one of those. You know what I'm saying? I'd say, I don't know what my heart out is. It's 5530, but I can't see the freaking clock. You have a minute. I have a minute. All right, fine. I'm done. Uh, The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli, if you'd like. Please do. We'll be back, of course, tomorrow for our big Friday show. we got a lot of great guests coming up. And I will tell you about the school district in New Jersey that partnered with a sex education group that has offered to provide schools with so-called gender-affirming kits that include tucking underwear, chest binders, and devices allowing girls to pee standing up. So yeah, we got that going on. <laughs> <laughs> the pee standing up, why is that? A... Who wants to do that? I, uh,
3: you get to sit
0: down and yeah. relax. Uh, I'm I jealous. didn't even know these devices existed, <laughs> but you learn something new every day, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Have a great rest of your night, and we'll uh, see you tomorrow. Rich Scioli, Weekday Afternoons
1: 3-7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.